What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Crunchy Take Podcast. I sort of screwed up in uh, briefing Eric about what I really wanted to talk about. What we initially wanted to do was do a kind of MMA talk conversation about what had happened between Tyron Woodley and Kobe Covington and then talk about Israel Adesanya and Paul Acosta. But it didn't didn't end up going that way just because he got my message last week about wanting to talk about movies. So I told him to pick three movies that were most influential slash impactful for him and I chose the same thing and somehow we got our agendas and picks screwed up for this week so we went with the movie talk instead uh what you're about to hear is the latter half of our conversation after we went through a very hastily put together MMA portion in my opinion the movie talk was a lot more enriching a lot more engaging uh, rather than the forced MMA talk so I hope you enjoy what is episode 20 of the crunchy take podcast it's been an absolute blast doing these episodes Uh, no matter how many listeners I have it's been a really fun experience and I intend to keep doing so so thanks for listening so far and enjoy the podcast gonna go it'll be snake kind of format uh so from six to one each of us gets three takes eric do you want to i think we should take turns though like on each take exactly eric do you want to go first sure okay so um under jeez so we each get three so under this category i wanted to category um i mean it's like uh it's movies that kind of you know they're relatable they kind of tap into your feelings and kind of recognize your you know insecurities we all have insecurities you know mm-hmm. and uh there's certain movies that that kind of spotlight it mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and bring it out and a few movies that come to mind uh there's a movie that came out in the 90s it's called angus i'm sure you haven't seen that and it's okay because no one else has seen it either but um angus was a movie about some kind of this this chubby kid that didn't fit in and uh, i need to watch it now yeah he was somehow put into the um like like homecoming he was like homecoming king or whatnot but it was all a prank sounds like carrie and maybe yeah sounds like it's one of those movies about like like a kid that just didn't fit in when they dump blood on him yeah, yeah, close. Whoa, that, yeah, that. that is a total rehash of Carrie. Yeah. Okay, cool. Ain't okay, yeah. but that's not your. That, okay, you know, keep um, going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just naming movies that like are under this category. Like Goodwill Hunting is one of those. Like some guy that's that's brilliant. I'm not saying I'm brilliant, but some guy that's this brilliant, but like doesn't doesn't put his foot in the on the pedal to like you know figure out his life and move on and whatnot. Yeah. There's um there's a movie called Always Be My Maybe. That was, a, I think, that was a Netflix exclusive that came out a year ago. Sounds Have like you a seen Mariah that? Carey Always song. be my maybe. No, but that, it's, that uh, sounds like a Mariah it's some Carey Asian song, dude for sure, and some and some Asian comedian. Dang it! I wish I would have known her name. But uh, uh, my pick for this one is called uh, a movie called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. You, you quote this one very often. No, but you quote yeah. this one very often. Interesting. Eternal Sunshine Ooh, of Eric. yeah, the Spotless Mind. Um. Oh, that movie away. came out. I don't know when it came out, but uh, it's Jim Carrey and uh, yes. Kate Winslet. Yes, this movie came out. It was a low budget movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, of all people, Uncle Wah, he was like, "Dude, you need to watch this movie." And I'm like, "Eh, all right." 
because uh, it's a low budget movie and the director is like, that's why big names like Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet were like, dude, we want to, mm-hmm. you know, work for this guy or do this movie. Yeah. Uh, you haven't seen it or no? No, but I, I absolutely need to. I know exactly what you're talking about. This is the one you've quoted this one several times. We're in like, oh, if we met in a cafe in like a faraway land, like you <laughs> yeah. maybe work. We could start that. all over. Yeah, we could start the, all over. Like this yeah. movie, I think resonates with you this, deeply yeah. in, in many this, different respects. This movie shows all the steps and all the, the layers of being in a relationship and like the honeymoon phase, like when you're happy all the time and when it gets t- like to when it gets tough mm-hmm. to like your insecurities and, and like what you're, you know, like what you're worried about and whatnot and um, to breaking up to like finding each other again. It's really it's y- y- you got to see it uh, in the movie. The, there's a memory loss, like like they they hire a doctor to lose their memory about their significant other or their past significant other. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. No, man, that's, that's, man, I did not expect you to go to those lengths to like explain. No, I mean, there's, th- there's gotta be movies. Oh Lord. Here they go again. Mm-hmm. You need to, uh, there's gotta be movies that like, um, like pick at your, yeah. like, like I said, your insecurities, your, yeah. your feelings, you know? And, and, and that's the one very accurate. Wow. Whoa, man! Like you, you, you took me on a journey right there. The the uh, the whole because of this is obviously an area of because shall we say experience no what, that like, you've had. Like and the fact that it resonates there, with there, you that there's, deeply. There's levels. There's levels to a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's levels there's, to a relationship. There's levels to there's, there's levels depth, to a relationship. Layers there's, of depth. Yeah. There's a honeymoon phase. There's there's coasting. There's a point where you're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like, am I even happy anymore? There's breaking up. And then there's doubt of why did we break up? We should try to get back together, you know? Yeah. All right. You've kind of. Uh, I'm saying, movie, I'm saying, man. I'm saying those are the steps of, of a relationship, like on my part. Mm-hmm. But this movie definitely like brought it out. It, it made you think about it. Man, it gets both the Eric and Uncle Ah seal of approval. Now that says a lot. <laughs> no, <man. I> got- <laughs> You two, you two have this movie. I saw it in theaters. I saw this movie in theaters. Uncle, I don't know what year back when we lived together, and he was like, "You should watch this movie." And I'm like, "All right." What's the year it came out? You know, you remember? I don't know what year it came out. You remember where? If if I were to guess, if I were to guess, I don't know, 2008. I don't know. Okay, so you were in the you were in. This is old. This is like 12 years ago, whatnot. Okay. Yeah, this is old. Yeah. All right. Interesting. All right, James, what do you got? Well, funny you mentioned 08, because uh, that's the year my movie came out as well. Uh, you've heard me talk about this movie many times. Mm. It is a, it, it might, I hasted to call it my favorite just because I call a lot of things my favorite. But I definitely think it's mm. the most, um, as far as the cinematic experience goes, for me, it's the most impactful movie that I've ever seen in theaters. And that is The Dark Knight. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I knew. Well, I, I can't say more than what has already been said about it. It's just, it's mm. the first movie that, you know, because up until that point, you know, me, me and my dad, we'd been seeing, you know, we, we, it's a tradition. 
father son movie is yeah. father son is theater time you know that's like yes or the theater is a sacred place where me and my dad go it's, it's yes a great pastime the dark knight to give to give some preface like i saw batman begins with uncle bep uh yeah this is when by the way it was a great movie too yeah yeah ba- great i think the superior batman film by the way of all three films i've i had an argument with a friend at uh <laughs> at church the other day he this, this guy's like how do you think the dark knight rises is not a good movie well like i don't do i think it's bad no but do i think it's on the class yeah. of these other two no yeah you know? and it's just the way the cookie crumbles well context uncle bap took me to watch batman begins in 2005 ish yeah. that's the, right around the year that is the year then summer that uh revenge of the sith came out right yeah, in the context yeah. of that, yeah, I know. I I know how you feel. <laughs> but the thing was, I was a kid at the time. All, all I wanted to do was watch Star Wars again. You know, I collected lightsabers. I got the figurines. Like, freak, I just want to see Star Wars again. Uncle Pep took one look at me and said, you've already seen that. Let's go see Batman. I was like, oh, fine. So I, yeah. go, with him, yeah. I go in with him. We go see it. And I come out the movie theater like, I was scared. That movie's terrifying. You know, it's kind of, it's. As a kid, it's kind of like, ah, do I really want to see this again? Like, yeah, yeah. Do I, you know, but you know, a year later, I bought the VCD and I watched it again. It's pretty addicting, you know. This, I'm sorry, James. Uh, for, for your listeners that have no idea what a VCD is, James, a VCD. What is a VCD? What, what is a VCD? A VCD is this um, is a relic of an, a time long gone, uh, a relic of the past, wherein to watch a movie, you have to take. Um, uh, it, it's like with old video games with games that are so big that you have to have several discs to watch it's the same idea yeah. so at halfway okay. at some point throughout the movie you're gonna have to press the eject button on you have to get up from your tv you gotta go to your dvd player you gotta press the eject button and then put this two in there Mm, oh, and that's not okay. counting the trailers, yeah. the unskippable trailers and uh, previews that they put in at the beginning of the of said VCD. Okay, so this is last two thousand six, um, and so yeah, I, that's I side, yeah, <laughs> that was our side mission. Side mission right there. Side mission complete. Put CD in. Watch. Oh, and if the VCD is broke, it's a cheap VCD. Guess what? Scenes are gonna click, 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 click. Rachel Dolls is 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 still sitting in the car, and you know the car never moves. Yeah. That's the mid two thousands for okay. you folks. Uh, no streaming services then. Cool. Um, so yeah, watch that movie. I, it's fun. Batman Begins. You know, it's Batman, but it's the most awesome form of Batman that I I'd seen up until that point. Because at that point, um, yes, uh, the Tim Burton movies cool, but eh, that's no, something to be decided. If you cool. didn't, yeah, if, if you cool. didn't read the comic books, or if you weren't a comic book reader like I wasn't, you know, I was a kid. I was a kid. You know, I didn't I didn't read the Killing yeah. Joke. I didn't know jack yeah. about Batman, you know, but okay. So all that aside, two years later, uh, Iron Man comes out. Cool. Right. So I go see, <clears throat> I go see Iron Man with my friends. I thought, wow, that was a pretty good movie. We're walking out of the theater out of the corner of my eye. I see like a little kind of trailer for the dark Knight, And I see a yes. snapshot of the Joker. Just like, yes, it's a trailer. I can't even hear what, what's going on. You know, in, in a time mall, in a time movie theater, there's there's like a bunch of noise going around, a bunch of promotions, you know, noise or whatnot. I just see him on a screen. You know how Thai Thai movie theaters work. Like you see, they the way they promote movies is excellent. You go to a movie theater, it's like each movie has its own screen, and you can see the trailer. There's this huge poster for it. 
Well, the Dark Knight had a trailer. Oh yeah, uh, Thailand does it right. Yeah, Thailand sure. does it. They they amp it up so well. It's commercialism <laughs> at its finest. And when I say commercialism, thirty to forty minutes of commercials before the movie starts, <coughs> but it's worth it. Love it, dude. Um, so the Dark Knight trailer was actually playing on the Iron Man kind of promo poster slash area that they had. All I, I saw. Know where this is going. All I saw yeah. was this was the was joker's face and i tell you i did not want to watch that movie i was like ah that does not sound like something like it's it looks like it's gonna be thriller um uh this is gonna be a scary movie because i I was a whip you know freaking 12 i didn't want to see it um yeah a few months go by the movie actually comes out my dad said wow let's go watch a movie, son. I'm like, oh, you know, at that time, angsty teenager. Eh, fine. Yeah. Let's go watch Batman. I was like, oh, I don't know about this movie, dad. It's kind of scary. He's, this he's, is after you saw Batman Begins? Yes. This is, yeah, this is 08. Okay. Uh, after I saw Batman Begins. Um, my dad, in the politest way he could, I think he, in the politest, most fatherly, loving, rayong way that he could, <laughs> not to bastardize yeah. his name now, but, um, he was yeah. basically like, don't be a pussy, son. Just come watch the movie with me. Oh, Lord. Um, okay. So I went in. And from the first frame, I was on the edge of my seat. But in a Literally good way. first frame, yeah. First frame on the end. And this is me um, young. You know, like I hadn't seen a trailer for it. I hadn't. Because at the time, you know, I, the internet, I didn't really delve. I was a normal kid. YouTube, I didn't watch yeah. YouTube. It was like. When you went to see a movie, the only trailers you saw for it were in theaters, you know? Yeah. And so, having only seen the snapshot of the Joker from the Iron Man promos, and when he finally takes off his mask to reveal himself after that heist scene, I'm like, oh, this is a different kind of movie. This is a different kind of movie right here. And not to say that different, um, you know, there there have been other movies, uh, you could say superior movies, where, like, when you had like psychos, you know, but this was just a different class of movie. You know, it's like the Joker said, you know, this city deserves a better class of criminal and I'm going to give it to them. I yes. felt like Christopher yes. Nolan in many ways was saying this industry deserves a better class of uh, <laughs> hero movie. Because he, in, um, yeah. in, in all respects, I'll, I'll let you go off on The Dark Knight because I know you have things to say, but. It was such an interesting character study now that I look at it, but man, the impact that movie had just sitting on the edge of my seat. My dad, it's the only movie, by the way, my dad hasn't slept in. <laughs> he's found ways what to sleep. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's found ways to sleep <laughs> yeah. in Star Wars, which I don't blame him for he now. Doesn't. He finds ways to sleep in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. All these exciting movies. Rayon Kittiful, <sighs> The Dark Knight. I've never seen that reaction Look, from him let's, since. Let's give him some credit because he does not fall asleep in uh during Warriors games. Oh, so yeah. the only time he'll fall asleep is if the Warriors already up. And can you imagine the biggest Warriors fan in the world is in Thailand? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, that's my whole story, kind of surrounding the Dark Knight, just the context that it went in with, just for the fact that for me, I got to experience it as a kid, just. Dude, yeah. that, the Joker yeah. was my Darth Vader. You know, for me, it was, it oh. was what Darth Vader yeah. was to uncle to to our uncles. You know, yes. basically. Yes. Uh, 
God, it's a great movie, yeah. Yeah. But what kind of impact did it have on you? Because I, I know, like, the, um, as a kid, like, you have a certain remember, lens. But for you, like, how did yeah, your I theater mean, when react I was, to um, it? I went to some movie. I don't know. I think it was, it was one of the Mission Impossible movies. I think it was, like, Mission Impossible 3 or something. Oh, that was a good <laughs> But movie. if you... It, it was something so random where, like, if you see this movie in IMAX, where around here, you only get IMAX... You'll get you know, the trailer. In, in um, what is it? In uh, San Francisco at the Metreon. Metreon, yeah. Yeah, you, you get a, you get a trailer. It wasn't even a trailer. They showed the whole uh, scene of when they, they had... Oh, wait, hold on. Different movie. The, the one where Bane uh, takes over. That oh, film. that's the third one. That's the third one. That's the third one. Never mind. What am <laughs> Still I cool about? story. No, but, I, I know um, what you're talking about. I know. I, yeah. I didn't see like, look, looking back, I never saw any trailers where it showed the Joker. I only saw some pic, like there was one picture, like a still yeah. of Heath Ledger as a Joker. Mm-hmm. And the, the best part about this movie is that like when it was announced that Heath Ledger was the Joker, yeah. nobody took that seriously. Everybody clowned on it. Yeah. Even me. I'm like, Heath Ledger, are you kidding me? The guy that played, you know, in 10 Things I Hate About You? Yeah. That guy? A Knight's Tale uh, that Heath movie, Ledger? That movie was, um, that was a perfect movie. The Dark was Knight was a perfect movie? Uh, I mean, to me, James. Maybe not to you. Well, yeah, no, uh, you know what? To me, it was the perfect kid movie to kind of take yeah. me out of like one it's i think it's yeah. the one movie for me where i um i can claim that you know cinematically i, I saw it and it's just it changed the way i saw movies because it was but, the uh, only movie something go yeah. ahead something what i'm some, something about look dude i'm not i'm not very educated in movie you know like talking about talking about movies or uh, movie etiquette or whatnot, but something about Christopher Nolan with his music, like the music that he plays, that that high bass, long, <laughs> elongated oh, yeah, kind of thing. Um... That's what makes the movie so much better. That movie was perfect to me, but yeah, good pick though. Yeah, soundtrack of I well, I feel like the Dark Knight uh, and Batman Begins just have the strongest. Yeah. Uh, soundtrack yeah. of the you know rises was you rises was still it was it a bad film no but man the oh, dark knight no. just the dark knight was just it the way um that the i guess the one biggest weakness of the dark knight is that it's a batman movie <laughs> which is wild to yeah say, but you which can't, is wild on, to dude. say you, you, you can't because it, it, this is a movie you know with, with a character like the joker i heard this take uh from a critic named rob ager and i kind of agree now you know if batman was the catalyst for me to go and watch this movie the joker is like this the joker was kind of this thing that made me think oh so there are more like there are better movies out there that i have to check out that kind of lead up to this because you know you could a move a character like the joke you think a clockwork orange you think american psycho you think you know, um, the original cycle, you, all these different kind of movies mm-hmm. come to work. And it's kind of like this gateway movie wherein people, if, if you watch it for the first time, you can't walk away from that saying, yeah, you can dislike it. You know, obviously a lot of yeah. people also dislike it, but for me, um, Wait, dislike what the dark Knight? Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> it, it uh, this is one of those movies, a mark of a great movie is that you either really like it 
or you're indifferent towards it. You know, it, that that's that to me, I haven't found anybody that hates it. And if they hate it, it's because it's too scary for them. Um, I, yeah, okay. honestly, there were points in this movie. I thought, man, that, that this should have really been rated R. <laughs> I feel like the rated PG 13 rating the, was, was holding the psychological no part of it. Yeah. Rated R. Yeah. But as far as like the, the gore and whatnot. No, 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 no. And I feel like that's harder to do PG 13 like this, because the one moment where I felt like, oh man, like this could really, this is some interesting imagery for a PG-13 movie is when the yeah. mayor and uh, Gordon are talking in their office and then out of nowhere, you see Batman, yeah. like Batman's doppelganger slam into his window hooded, like, like freaking yeah. with a noose yeah. around his neck, like, oh, this is that kind of movie. And then you see the footage of the Joker interrogating the guy, just having yeah. fun with his camera. Yeah, yeah. The Joker. Dude, it's interesting you the, mentioned the, just, um, the commercials because yeah. they didn't, although they showed him they really didn't show they they you know his voice and his laugh and the first yeah. time you hear that laugh in the trailer i'd imagine people at the time were like wow what what is happening yeah you know um what's crazy is like like you bring up this movie it's it's in a lot of like if you say a top five it's probably in a lot of people's top five oh, movies yeah. of all time for sure the dark knight yeah the movie was i mean yeah like i said it, it, it's a perfect movie but yeah it's a it's, it's a it, yeah, it is a perfect movie in a sense that now, like, I, w- I wouldn't even say that, but now it, it's so impactful that now yeah. every actor portraying a certain kind of character is always going to be compared to Heath Ledger now. Like, always, it's just yes. it's just never yes. as good. And the guy won an Oscar as good as uh, Joaquin yes. Phoenix was. I I, I still think Joe mm. Heath was. That level, and not because Joaquin was a bad actor. I just think a that Joker yeah. was more intelligent. He was more yeah. thought of. He was better written, yeah. better conceptualized. And Heath, he had the like the role of a lifetime. So to me, it was also a real shocker. Like I go back and read, you know, oh, I have, I have the next movie this guy is gonna be, and I'm gonna see it. Lord behold, I go back home, I find out he's dead. You know, he'd been dead. Mm, Somehow yeah. it eluded me the fact that he'd been, he had passed away months before the movie had even <clears> come <throat> out. You know, for me, it's like, and at that time, news in Thailand was, well, at least to me, I caught it slow, you know? So that had a big impact on yeah. me too. Just like, oh man, like, I, 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 I am so afraid of this character watching it. Um, Yeah, we're so enamored by it. Yet at the same time, it's a posthumous kind of, this is this is what we're seeing a dead man essentially, which is which has never really happened in cinema. Re- well, it has, you know, he was mm. he was in other movies as well. You know, he was in I'm Not There. Um, but a movie of that magnitude and for the for that actor to not be around anymore, it's kind of like if Kobe had just won the championship and you were on some kind of weird time delay and you saw them win the championship and you found out he was dead. You know that that to me mm, that that that, mm. that was kind of the framing around that movie. Yeah, long winded, <laughs> long winded way yeah. to say Dark Knight. You could we could talk about that movie for a long time. Just there there are hour long character breakdowns of each character. And yeah. to me, I, I, it's worth noting. Everyone talk, talks about the Joker. You know, everyone talk yeah Joker in that movie. But the role that gets overshadowed in that movie is Aaron Eckhart's Two Face. Now, is it the best mm. Two Face ever? No, but what it is, it's. I think it's even more of a manifestation of the Joker. You know, the fact that I found at at a certain point watching now, you could honestly find uh, Harvey Two-Face, uh, Aaron Eckhart, a little scarier. 
just because he was the final kind of blow. And that whole last scene, I'm not going to spoil it, obviously, if you haven't seen it at this point. Like, yeah, spoil what? Dark exactly. Night? Yeah, if you haven't seen, but that yeah, whole last it came scene. came years ago, dude. Just spoil it, dude. It came out years ago. That People last scene that by now. sticks with you so bad that a man has fallen, you know, because I don't think, obviously, there have been comic books in the past. And there, there have been comic books portraying that specific image, but no such superhero movie, definitely no big blockbuster, really, has come that close to portraying that level of human depravity wherein you're willing to take a kid's life based on the premise of a coin toss. Like, they really think about that for a second. Nolan took that, and he illustrated that in the, wor- in like the um, most kind of bare-bones kind of knuckles, where, where my family died, I will end your family. And if it hadn't been for this guy here, you might, you guys might be screwed, you know? And so that kind of got to me as a kid, like, ah, then I had to take a break from it. I kept quoting the movie. My sister got really annoyed. Um, <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Uh, James, uh, your whole rant is the whole reason why I told you, like, you are more like seasoned for this kind of a thing than I am. <laughs> that's not fair. Cause this movie I've been thinking about for 12 years now, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. All right. That's my number three. Um, that's number five. Eric, it's your turn again. My turn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That, 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 we, we, we went to church. No, there. that was great. Well, first of all, that movie's great. So we'll go back to the so, movies. Um, so under, the, under that category of like that standard award-winning nominated movie that everyone universally likes, mm-hmm. um, it was tough because I had picks between like Dark Knight, of course. Dark mm-hmm. Knight. Uh, those movies like Inception, remember Inception? Yeah. And, and the whole thing, like, th- there is a theme with this with uh, Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. you've seen Forrest Gump, I'm sure. Yes. You've seen Gladiator, I'm sure, right? Yes. Those movies, like, th- th- like these are all the movies I just named are those kind of movies where big block. If for whatever reason I'm in a hotel and there's movies on the oh, yeah. TV. You like, might watch no matter it. where it starts, I'm gonna watch the whole thing. Even you know? with commercials, you you might to fall asleep. You might you might you might leave it on. You might doze off, but you oh, you'll, yeah. you'll leave it on. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what it, you mean. It, it, if Dark Knight, Inception, Forrest Gump, or Gladiator is on, I'm watching all of it. I don't care. I'll watch it when I'm getting ready or whatnot. Okay, those movies were yeah at their time. But um, my my pick for uh, let's say what number three? Yeah. No, uh, yeah, no, no five, you're, you're six, going into five, your number four, two. No, number, number four. Number, let's say number four. Yeah. Number four. It's my number two. Um, I don't know how you called this, dude. You did. But <laughs> for what? Yeah. I don't know how you knew this, but my number, my, my number two, my number two is uh, Interstellar. Oh, man. I, I really didn't think you were going to go there. Eric, we watched um, this in a, in, a, in a movie theater that yeah, was too I, I know, small know, for its own good. Right, and the reason why, like, it just like, if not, if not that movie, you know, I would have chosen. It would have been tough between Dark Knight or Inception. Sure, you know, I love. Obviously, I love Christopher Nolan movies, <laughs> but for whatever reason, Interstellar like took that leap was because recently we had uh, an issue with fires, you know. And um, oh. I know it has nothing to do with like what's going on, but like oh. I remember walking out of my room yeah. in the morning and I'm just seeing ash fall down yeah. from the fires and whatnot. And, and, and I know that's not from global warming or, and maybe it is, but yeah, I was <clears> like, <throat> like, like, what, like, 
like what is this i don't know it, it kind of reminded me of in the movie when they're like scraping things off their table and whatnot and and um Dude, Interstellar is an amazing movie, and the reason why I love that movie so much, and um, you probably know this, or maybe you don't, maybe I'm just admitting this to you now, is because I have no idea what is going on in that movie. <laughs> to this day, I have I knew no idea. Every time I, I watch, I've watched this movie so many times, and I love this movie, but every time I'm like, so what does that mean? Like, I don't You're I don't not know. alone, dude. You're not alone. I no, I'm not, no, maybe I am, dude. Because remember, like, no, how, how old were you when this movie came out, James? Um, let me search it up. Interstellar. I might have been. Uh, yeah, I was. I was in college. How old were you when this movie came out? I was in college for sure. For sure, Interstellar was 2014. What, so this would have been my sophomore year in college. So. So what? You're what? 20. 19. 19. 20. Okay, cool. Yeah. 20 was 2015. I remember I we 19. were. Um, <laughs> I was driving you like we were driving somewhere. We're in downtown Berkeley. We're talking about interstellar and you were explaining it to me. Yeah. And then, um, I had no idea what the hell you were talking about, but still I was just like, okay, that's cool. (laughs) To this day, I have no idea what that movie is about. Eric, then what do you think it's about? Why, why do, why do you think it has such a big impact on you? I mean, you were, you mentioned like fourth, like, dude, I don't know. All I know is like, like, however they came out of it, it makes sense. I just don't understand why it doesn't make sense. Well, let's let's go back a little bit to what you were talking about—the fires. How do, where, where I I can kind of see the correlation. You know, the the pictures you guys sent. It looked like California was going to hell. But like, how does that correlate yeah. to Interstellar? Why? Um, because of um, not so much the fires, just because of like walking outside and seeing like ash and seeing things like fall down. And I'm sure. thinking like, damn, we have no crops except for maybe corn. Oh, I don't know, dude. But uh, the, the, okay. that's one of those movies where I know that someday if things are the way they are now, continue on, it's going to be that way. You know? Mm. Also, I'm not very smart as far as like, cl- like world climate or whatnot. Yeah, but I know I saw this movie, and oh, I've experienced on. it. You're at least intelligent enough to 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 grasp what's going on. No, with that movie, with Interstellar, uh, I again, this is a movie I've had arguments with other people over. I I don't it. I, it's a very the first two acts of this movie are very solid. Yeah, to me, like very emotionally gripping. Uh the third movie, yeah. the third act is where it kind of falls off, and that's where it goes off the deep end. That's I think that's that gray area in your head where, you know. Yeah, but then but, but Matthew that's McConaughey like going into a black you know? hole. Yeah, but you, these are minor details, but still they're important details. Um, to me, the more interesting, the more they, the, people often with this movie, the easy, I think, observation to make is you know the whole connection with the father and the daughter, just you know like breaking through space and time. Love is like kind of that big. And that was kind of, yeah. to me, what made the movie somewhat weaker is the fact that a lot of it was explained and not really shown. And, you know, like the whole because you have these huge lumbering concepts juggled with huge kind of set piece visuals, which, by the way, the movie doesn't have a green screen in it. They they did pretty much all of it practically uh, rotoscoping in okay. some, some, some. Yeah, this That's movie, this movie is amazing in terms of technical aspects. Christopher Nolan does everything he will if you are a set designer if you are a practical 
visual effects guy, he will make your life both living hell, but he will make sure that you stay employed. I have not seen the newest one yet. I haven't seen Tenet. I want to. I'm probably going to see it this, mm-hmm. this Sunday. Um, But no, I, my short blurb about Interstellar is it's easy to take the daughter and the father as like the most emotionally tethering kind of connection. But to me, what was more heartbreaking was the son and his falling out with the dad. Because you, the way you talk about, you know, not understanding movie... To me, I kind of see myself as a son. You know, I'm not that smart. You know, I'm not a neuroscientist. Mm. I'm not of, if the world were to go to kaput today, I would rely on my physical attributes to get by, which isn't much to speak of, you know. But with him, in the movie, I don't I don't know if you remember, but he was told um, from his father that his scores weren't high enough and the son was content to be a farmer for the rest, you know, for the rest yeah. of his life, where his it was likely that his sister was going to get the glory. She was going to get this chance to maybe save humanity, like, you know, astrophysics kind of program all that to me it was heartbreaking to see the son lose it like um obviously the first time through you're paying attention really to the daughter but if you really take a step back the son's relationship with the father is like that's the more heartbreaking thing you know okay because the son realizes that you could kind of look at the movie and the next time you watch it pay close attention to um the son's kind of reaction of his dad going off into space. It's one of like mannish understanding, you know, it's, it's older brother. You kind of have to play that tough part when I don't know if he knows the fact that he's never going to come back there, there. There, there's that, there's that little inkling in his eyes. Like, okay, I know you have a job and if I never see you again, I never see you again. And he never sees him again, you know? Um, yeah. That to me is so heartbreaking uh, in many different, in many respects. Um, and the other part is you never hear um, McConaughey's character call out the son's name. You hear him call Murph's name a lot, which is the daughter. Like he banging in, yeah. he's looking in. But Murph's the one that, that's like interested about like the right. placement of the, the books or the, the dusting or whatever. Right. But, but to me, like the son's disconnect with the whole thing and the way he reacts to uh how jessica chastain's character the older murph right which by the way Mm. the young murph played by a freaking uh shoot i forget the kid's name but she was great uh oh yeah oh she she kind of was the emotional tether that the movie needed you know because yes she was yes yeah because um christopher nolan I, i i feel like had this movie been uh directed by spielberg it, it might have the the emotional aspect of it might have come out even more so whereas nolan he's all kind of about um kind of intriguing your mind playing with your mind um <clears throat> Mc, mckinsey for yeah god like she was really the emotional tether and i think the in this in interstellar the part that I think everyone reacted strongly to the most was that kind of montage, you know, they make it out of that water plan with the freaking giant mountain high tsunami and McConaughey is watching yeah. his kids grow up. In yeah. what appeared to be just an hour of his life, he went from, you know, two years, he went from watching his kids go from innocent to old, both have a disdain for him, have a deep, dark disdain for him for not coming back, you know? Because, you know, yeah, that that to me was the shining part of the movie. And, oh, yeah, do you remember? Matt Damon was in the movie as well. <laughs> you forget? Uh, yeah, it, it was a nice little cameo, yeah. 
I had, yeah, when that happened, I was, you know, another thing, sorry, I know I'm taking your spot, but freaking Interstellar. No, dude. I think, I think no, my favorite, I think I my mean... favorite character from that movie might be the robot freaking Tars, whatnot. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just really witty comedy. And he had, the movie paid a lot of tribute to freaking 2001 Space Odyssey, wherein I thought, I thought the AI was going to, yeah, you know, I thought Nolan was going to kind of do his own spin on 2001, but yeah. You, yeah. Dude, the, the whole thing about this movie is like, I understand like the whole, what they're trying to do, but I don't understand like the mathematics and whatnot. That's why I love this movie I so much. I don't either. I, I, I will still watch it. Yeah. I don't either. That's, that's what blew me away watching it in theater is just watching. Um, Dude, do, do you remember like the, the reason why I brought up like when we were in Berkeley and I was driving and I parked, I remember this one time I asked you about it, Yeah. but you explained it to me and I still don't understand. Remember well, basically. Well, here, I'll explain it to you again. Hopefully, you, you might get it better this time. No, no. The movie no, basically no, no, no. takes time. Um, time to them is like, is it basically the people that have made those mechanisms possible. They, these are fifth dimensional beings, which means they can take time, bend it, <clears> and they can go through it. That's what the, yeah. that's the basic, basic wormhole theory. I don't want, uh, dude, I failed a lot of math in <laughs> in high school. Yeah, me too. But yeah. The concept basically is Christopher Nolan is taking science fiction and a bit of reality and just going the distance enough to make people like, ah, oh, so that's how it would happen if we time traveled. Ah, oh, so that's, so that's what we would look like. That's the capability we'd have if we were fifth dimensional beings or like if we had like, yeah, kind of the whole e- human evolution cycle, you know, but, Okay. That's a slippery slope for me. That's <laughs> a lot, lot, lot really to break down. Interstellar, yeah. it's a complicated movie. I, like I said, the first two acts yeah. were brilliant. And then the third yeah. one was just kind of, uh, it should have ended was a little quicker, but good movie. Yeah. I, I'd see it again. Um, but like I said, dude, like, like the, the whole reason why, like I could have chosen Inception or Dark Knight, actually, or Forrest Gump or Gladiator. <laughs> I could have chose any of them, but... Right. Interstellar was that movie. I was so intrigued, but I had no idea what the hell was going on. No, and that's I, fair. And I still want to learn, you know? That's fair. Um, so that's my, uh, that's, that's that. Okay. Ready to move on, James? Sure. It's funny you mentioned Interstellar because a movie that did something similar to me. Um, <laughs> I am no long-winded introduction. The original Blade Runner, uh, starring Harrison Ford, directed by Ridley Scott. Um, Blade Runner. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Have you ever seen it? Uh, I did when I was when I was a kid. I don't remember it, but yeah. Blade did Runner. You, did Blade you Runner, see Harrison the, Ford, right? Yes. Did you see the new one? Blade Runner 2049, directed by Denis Villeneuve? No? Yes? No? Uh, I, no, I have not. Oh, you had a reaction when I told you about it. Um, no, no I, was, I was saying, unfortunately, no, I, I, I have not. With uh, Ryan Gosling? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So the I original Blade Runner, um, man, it's, it's interesting how our picks kind of mirror each other. Mirror each other. Blade Runner did a lot of. It's a very deep film, obviously, but it's a it's okay. a, it's a film. It's film noir uh, under this under the disguise of sci-fi. So basically, what has happened in Blade Runner is to sell you maybe on the movie, and if you're gonna watch it again, I, I highly recommend it. Um, okay. Blade Runner, the reason I put it as my number two, it's the movie that's made me think most about like, hey man, if there really was a God, like, 
why did he make us this way? You know, mm. and that movie kind of gets at that because the whole premise of the movie is the, there are these things, there are these robots called replicants, which are basically humans made by humans to do things for them, <clears throat> you know, to fight mm. their wars, to have sex, to do these. But they look like us. But mm. the catch is with them, the humans are programmed these replicants to die at a certain time time frame right so as not to like go beyond their programming years so that they're once they complete their purpose that's it you know and so the blade runner who is played by harrison ford the blade runner's duty is to go around and kill said individuals okay and so the whole premise of the movie is harrison ford um deckard is going around ending the life cycles and, and the company that owns these replicants, they call it a retirement process. Um, mm. It's not an execution. Okay. So the whole movie, that, that right there is like a whole implication of, you know, what does death really mean or stuff like that. But um, yeah, Deckard, uh, his duty is to go around ending the life cycles of these replicants. Uh, and so the movie's premise is these war replicants these replicants that were built for warfare have escaped and so he's got to go hunt them down he's got to go kill them in that whole movie it's just kind of them going to their creator and like hey or them going to different outlets trying to expand their life force you know by whatever means possible you know and this is set in a dystopian kind of future in la where all nations have collapsed into one it's a very gritty nitty kind of sci-fi city um yeah without getting too philosophical blade runner just the fact that it's from the 80s both Mm. terrifies and awes me it's the same effect i have when i if you've seen the original alien okay have you ever seen the alien the original alien alien yeah i mean when i was a kid yeah can you believe that movie's from the 70s (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you're right yeah. i can't i look at a movie like blade runner it's just like how the hell was this made in the 80s how the you know a movie like this that was so atmospheric one the soundtrack by freaking um oh it's the same guy who did the gladiator soundtrack I, I, Hans Zimmer. no <laughs> no 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 i'm sorry no. uh john williams John Williams. No, no. There's only uh, two, dude. There's Hans Zimmer and John Williams. Blade Runner. I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. A Blade Runner Blues. It's probably my favorite, my single favorite movie piece of all time. I I'm gonna send you okay. it after this. I want you to listen to it. Is it available on uh, maybe like uh, Netflix or um, Blade Runner? Hulu. Can I watch uh, it somehow? It's probably on Amazon. You could rent it for like a little bit. Um. Vagalist, yeah, yeah. yeah Vagalist's the soundtrack for the original movie. It was just, <clears throat> oh, okay. I think another reason I, I think the movie is so great for me is because me personally, I'm a very hearing sensitive person. Um, mm. and there's something about Blade Runner where, and if you really listen to the movie, it's so like, it's so atmospheric. The sound design is the best sound design of any movie I've ever seen, ever. Mm. The soundtrack okay. might be the best soundtrack for a single movie it might not be my favorite musical soundtrack but for a movie and what it does for a movie it's right up there with inception it might be the inception before the inception um oh okay yes i'm dead serious 
I'll send you my favorite song off the movie, um, Blade Runner Blues. Mm. But yeah, it's so unbelievably atmospheric, so unbelievably deep. It's just like I was not prepared for it. If you look at the poster of Blade Runner, um, it came out in 1982. If by all intents and purposes, you're looking at a movie that's you know like General, like Doctor Zed or Judge Dredd, like you know this guy's the, the Punisher. He's gonna go around killing people, like. No. Yeah. You know, and is Deckard meant to be the hero that he's serving a corporation? Who knows? You know, it's man, I, I could gush on and on about this movie, but the fact that you haven't seen it, yes, you can. It kind of hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, Blade Runner from 1982. That's like I, I go back and forth in my mind, just thinking that might be the best movie, like a live action movie I've ever seen, just because it's it's so. Okay. Oh my god, like just the levels, just the range of emotion you feel. Not, you know, when, when people say that, you know, it's like tragedy, comedy, um, whatever. But, yeesh, it's both deep. It's not an action-packed movie. If you don't pay attention, guess what? You will, you, there's a possibility you might get bored. I don't think it's for everyone. I do know people that hate this movie, rightfully so. Because it's not a movie you can just put on like, eh. Let's watch it with the boys. You know, it's not a boys type of movie. It's it's more like a, hey guys, pay attention kind of movie. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the sequel. Let me let me just point it out. The sequel that comes out, it came out two three years ago. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Later on, twenty forty nine. Directed by Denis Villeneuve. Also mm. fantastic. Um, not as good as the first, just because the first did so many things that. It, it, yeah, the second movie is a lot bleaker, a lot darker because it falls a, in the canon of the movie, a digital dark out age. Um, but yeah, very colorful movie, very colorful, moody, gritty type movie, very jazz type movie. Um, yeah, Blade All Runner, right. Blade Runner, nineteen eighty two. That is my number two pick. Uh, please go watch it if you have not seen it. A lot to say about. Here we that. go. James right. says. James says, watch it. Um, Eric, you're number one. Number one? Yes. <clears throat> okay, so um the whole um subject or reason behind this are like movies that you don't you know, maybe you, you're a child, don't think too hard about it. Mm-hmm. Movies that are good. Mm-hmm. Uh the ones that didn't make it, the ones that did not make it are uh movies like Aladdin. I love Aladdin. Oh, the original was great. Um yeah, Aladdin right. um, still holds my favorite line in any movie ever. When Which Robin is. Williams, as a genie, he says, um, no matter what anyone says, you'll always be a prince to me. When he says that to Aladdin. Uh, uh, there's that Aladdin. Obviously, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast was an amazing movie. Oh, boy. Where are you going um, with this? Have you seen uh, Good Will Hunting? I should. I should. Yeah. I know I haven't seen it's it. It's up there. Maybe. Have you seen Totoro? My neighbor Totoro. Yes. Okay. Like, I have these like things where it's like, oh, if you're um, if you're a bad Asian, right? <laughs> if you're a bad Asian, you can't. Uh, you cannot make rice. Number one. Number two. Uh, you can't eat with chopsticks. Number three is you have not seen uh, my neighbor Totoro. Oh my! But you've seen it, right? Oh my God! Okay, keep going. Yes, I have seen it. 
terrific movie terrific movie yeah my number my, my, my number one or whatever we're on right now is a uh, toy story 2 damn Eric. that's my movie toy story 2 you got me excited okay toy story 2 that's my that is my favorite toy, toy story. Yeah. is it my favorite toy story i always go back one or two i don't know uh two is by thing. far your favorite because right? one or two if you choose one or two you're good you're good that's such it's so great fun movies. do you know um funny story about toy story 2 do you know it was almost deleted months like a few months before it came out it's almost what okay so uh, supposedly pixar like they had um you know in you know finishing a, these movies they take so many years to make at least two three years four maybe um so they're in months before they're supposed to release the movie you know they um but they had a system crash um and they, they you know, some guy in the server room or whatnot, I'm very much paraphrasing the story. Maybe it's well known at this point. But something happened when, when some guy like went in to fix the code of the movie, the code, the movie started deleting itself. Like, yeah, all the work they had put in gone, like, you know, character data, you know, simulation time, whatever, render farms, like the, the whole, all their code started disappearing. So they panicked. Um. And the only mo- reason the movie was saved was because some girl or some woman, some coworker had copied all the data and taken it home with her to work at home. Mm. And so had it not been for that girl or that woman or that animator, that movie may not have ever come out. <laughs> really? So for such a monumental movie in like animation history to have hinged upon... Um, <laughs> So somebody backing up the files or whatnot, maybe like maybe yeah. even illegitimately, you know, taking it off animation studio grounds. Um, so Toy Story two, eh, Eric? Why? Yeah, because um, I, I'm sure you've seen Toy Story, right? Like the first one. Oh my God, Eric, have I? I've seen it too many times. Oh Lord, that movie was perfect. It's the perfect comedy. It's the perfect comedy. Perfect, it's the perfect every, story. Perfect yeah. Everything. Yeah. I saw it, and then I saw Toy Story 2. I was like, how can you, how can you, like, build on a movie that was already perfect? Like that. And they did it. And they did it, yeah. Because, look, in Toy Story 1, who, who was the biggest draw? It was Buzz Lightyear. It was Buzz Lightyear. That was the guy. Yep. He was the guy. That was the toy that you wanted. And then in Toy Story 2, it turned into... Woody. Like, Woody was his collectible character. Yeah. Along with like you know like uh, Jesse and the fucking and, and the horse. Yeah, it's such a journey. Like, like, like it was so good. Yeah, and um, you know, like like a, a whole new set of songs and a whole new set of everything. Like that movie was so good. Toy Story two. Yeah. And um, you know, for whatever reason, I I looked up the scores for Toy Story. Newman, yeah. Toy Story got a hundred. A hundred. Sure. Toy Story 2, I got a hundred. How often does a sequel get a hundred? You know what I'm saying? Never. Never. Yeah. That movie was, um, my God. It was, um, because Toy Story 1, I mean, it was great. There's some flaws, like, I can can pick out. Yeah. But whatever, like, Toy Story 2 was so much, um, it was the one that like came through. It's like, hey, by the way, like 
we can still you know, like we can keep this rolling. We can still make it a hundred. Also, mm-hmm. and that movie was so damn good. It had no reason. It had no business being as good. Now it's like a sheer miracle. You look at Pixar's track record as of recently. Like the yeah, it's, yeah. it wasn't a cash grab. I think that's the thing that you're hitting at is that this studio that had already made a monumental movie that was you yeah. know, the story was great. Um, and at the time. And still is, I think you go back and look at the uh movie, the animation is incredible. You know, like um oh, yeah. the, the just the fact that that movie think about it, Dude. the first 3D yeah. animated, fully 3D animated movie commercially available is Toy Story. And for your childhood See? especially, yeah. you know, your your childhood especially, because yeah. you 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 grew up in the eighties, you grew up in the nineties, and it's it's like you for that to be like whoa and then toy story 2 came out right as you were entering high school right just like your high school dude, years. yeah i mean yeah. yeah dude but like god like buzz lightyear was the guy you know yeah buzz lightyear was the guy and in toy story 2 like woody was the guy that this you know that fat uh, freaking um dude Inspector. bought woody and brought him to oh, some guy out, to yeah. like paint him or whatever, like, or, yeah. or to to, to re, like mm-hmm. resurrect him or whatever. Like that's crazy. Like Woody is the guy that's a collectible figure. Yeah, and he's worth so much more money. Mm-hmm. But that was, I mean, that was a cool part of like that storyline in Toy Story Two, right? Because Buzz, because yeah, Buzz in the first movie that the whole crazy kind of emotional roller coaster is when you, he realizes he's not a space ranger but it's so emotional yeah. in that first movie you know they're in that bullies they're in that weird kid's house yeah. and it's just like it's such a cool dichotomy between woody and buzz them kind of reconciling their differences like you're the cool one yeah i'm the one that's strapped to this rocket you know like <laughs> yeah it's like oh my god oh Buzz, we missed the truck. We're not aiming for the truck, and it go right. It's a really good feel, feel good movie, but it's also a movie. Those the both of those movies together are they yeah. say a lot about both identity. Together. Yeah, but I will, but I will choose Toy Story two just because that's the movie that scored a hundred percent after they Toy scored a hundred percent already. Right. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that. The movie is perfect. <laughs> yeah. They they change everything and 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 the rest of the Toy Story movies and for some reason Toy Story two gets me yeah. really amped to go to the airport and go home like to get on a plane because you know as a kid Why? like when I watched it you know because Woody's on his way to Tokyo they built that whole anticipation they they take something I don't know it it's the mark of great movies where they can take a mon- an otherwise mundane event and make it exciting. You know, so the climax of Toy Story 2 is them going to the airport to fetch Woody back, right? And Woody's on his way to Tokyo. He's on yeah. his way to stardom. He's on his on an airplane, which as a kid, for me, they really captured the sensory details of, oh, we're in the airport. I'm going to be on an airplane. We're going to fly. Dude, humans fly. That's like, we take that for granted now, but the movie's like, you're going to Tokyo? What? You know, it, it's... You know them in the compartment of the plane, and then them having them that battle in the carousel, in in the baggage area where the bags are finding their way to each uh, individual airplane or whatnot slot, right? Now, just like minor details yeah. like that that did they, that movies today, if if Pixar today would neglect to, not to say they'd neglect to do it, but it's it just isn't their focus because back then Pixar was all about art. 
they were creating art that was just dude it, it was a journey like toy story 2 um you know it's the movie starts off with this action sequence with freaking buzz lightyear the video game and it's so funny that you know You're right, yeah. buzz gets yeah. shot you you that's a some kind of dark pixar right there because pix that's old pixar because you know the beginning of the movie oh what is this action set piece and at the end of the action set piece buzz gets blown up you see his torso just kind of fall off and then freaking rex is like no like no you know just like, <laughs> yeah rex is losing in that whole that's a that's a me you can almost take that as like um illusion foreshadowing as to what's going to happen next you know like you're going to get defeated and like you, you know, playing the game of life, whatever, and that that may be a little too much. But freaking, yeah, Toy Story two, that's a solid pick, dude. You you had me excited with Tortoro for a little bit though. I'm I'm saying sorry, man. No, no, okay. Uh, Toy Story two. Uh, kind of question for you is what what is the most profound part of it for you? The what what makes it a part of for, um for you? But okay, first of all, the first movie was all about Buzz Lightyear because he was the okay, guy. Okay, okay, you know, he was the new toy. Yeah. And the second movie, like, how made... can you make this movie, like, how, how can you, like, carry through with this movie and make it so that Woody yeah. was that collectible character? Yeah. That guy. That was, like... The guy that oh, you're already you familiar with. Yeah, the guy that you're already familiar yeah. with. You, you already know how he talks. But, but, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but he's, he, he's a collectible character. Mm-hmm. The one that, like, created this dude's collection or whatever, or any collection, you know? Yeah. For Woody's Roundup. Woody's Roundup. Yeah. Yeah. He's the very best. Now that I think about it, if those He's two movies, if those two movies came out like five to six years ago, basically in our time right now, what you might yeah. see happens is, okay, Toy Story 1, brilliant, right? If we change nothing about Toy Story 1, but we move the time frame where it came out these days, what would happen in Toy Story 2 is they wouldn't make Woody the collectible character. They'd have some other character come in and have it be Woody and Buzz against that other character. You know, that, that, that's yeah. just a difference yeah. in, in quality and in just kind of intention that uh, I guess Pixar had before. is because they were really trying to search within themselves. And like, yeah, the, the, I, interesting point you make. I've never really heard. I've probably heard it, but never quite the way you make it sound. It's just like, yeah, Buzz was like the cool toy. And you were in part one, you know, space space travel whatnot yeah. to go back to this kind of cowboy you know the yeah. toy that was in andy's collection for the longest and arguably probably in his mother's collection too this is probably an antique yes. the mother feels a certain way the mother looks at woody you know he she says she tells andy to put toys in but when she sees woody even she knows not to sell it mm. you no know, even she knows mm. no like this may be yeah no nah, i, I we, we can't let you have this sorry and she locks it away in an attempt to like yeah yeah so yeah that's really special interesting okay man toy story 2 eric all right all right so you're talking james i'm sorry dude no 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 I put great, a lot of thought in, great put pick a lot of thought into this man no great pick eternal sunshine now of it's the... your turn dude now it's your uh, turn eternal There's one movie left james your second pick was um your top three eternal Interstellar. Number three, Interstellar, number two, and Toy Story 2. Dude, I, I gave you all one. mine, man. Now it's yours. All right, mine. You have one left. I was very excited when you mentioned Totoro. Because the movie that re... Uh, number one 
on this list in particular is because of the impact mm. it had on me earlier on. It's funny that we're both going okay. to kind of child movies, but okay. Hayomi Miyazaki's Ooh, yeah, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. check. Guess. Really? Yes. Yep. Go ahead. Guess. Um, I'm gonna guess a Bug's Life. I don't know. <laughs> Bug's Life, very impactful, but no. Um, okay. This movie was bought to me, was introduced to me by my mom, um, mm. right around 2003, 2002. Uh, I got, I got to set it up somehow, right? So this movie, how I, how I first mm. saw it was mom would go to the markets in Thailand. You know, this is growing up in Thailand, kind of rural part of Thailand this is before we moved into the city, before we moved to a better part of the city, right? This is kind of ghetto, mm. not ghetto, but grassroots kind of outskirts of city Bangkok. And there are these markets around the city or, you know, just markets, plazas, outdoor markets. And, you know, they sell everything from food to illegal copies of, mo- <laughs> of movies, movies that are still in theaters that you can maybe see if you pay a yeah. dollar or two dollars. So, of course, mom being mom and not wanting to spend ten dollars on a movie, you know, 300 baht, you know, she just spend a hundred baht and get three movies. She bought home X amount of movies, and then she put in Spirited Away by Hayomi Miyazaki. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Now, bear in Ooh. mind, the, mo- the copy of the movie was already fake. It-, it-, it was like, it was bad. It was a bad copy to begin with, kind of low quality. And it was only available in Japanese with English subtitles. And the subtitles themselves weren't even that great. It was kind of like, all right, right? <laughs> I put the movie in. And my mom's like, oh, James, I heard this movie was good. And third grade James or second grade James must have been like, okay, mommy. And so I just watched it. Mm. I tell you, I'm kind of like you. I was kind of like you would like you would interstellar. I understood virtually nothing about it the first time I saw it. But that movie, Spirited Away, was so impactful on me. Like just the the way Mm. the story unfolded, the way I heard the characters talking to the, to each other and me trying to keep up reading subtitles as a kid reading subtitles is brutal. Okay. As a kid, okay. it's like you, you catch glimpses of what the story is. Um, and there was no way for me to understand what it was at the time, but it's the one movie wherein even if it was in a different language, I didn't care. I kept going back to see it over and over and over and again until my mom finally mm. realized. And she was like, ah, screw it. I'll just get the real DVD for him. Boom. English dub. Watch it. I had the most euphoric watching experience watching this movie. Mm. I think shortly thereafter. Um, Spirited Away is uh, Spirited Away. Me, yeah, Spirited Away. You've seen it, right? Um, no, I haven't seen it. But what? yeah, keep going. Oh, it's the same makers. It, it, it's Studio it, it, Ghibli. Studio Ghibli. I, it's the same I, makers st- of Totoro. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's. By far, no, a lot of people go back and forth over this. Like, oh, it's Castle in the Sky, freaking house, movie mm, castle, mm. Uh, Princess Mononoke. But to me, Spirited Away is the best. Um, mm. It's to not to, I really want you to go see it because it, it, it's, it's this coming of age tale. James, it's available on fucking, uh, on freaking uh, uh, HBO. I got HBO. I'll watch that thing. Okay. Um, but Spirited Away, or without giving too much away now, now, you know, it's this coming of age tale, you know, it's to, you talked about themes, right? So internal sunshine for you was like relationship themes. 
Spirited Away mm. is something, mm. it, it, the visceral thing of a child having to move different locations. Okay. Because um, she's moving, uh, supposedly, from the inner city to the outer city in, in Japan and uh, into wherever they are in, in Tokyo or whatnot. They, um, I, God, the music is so good too. But the reason the movie, yeah. I think, captured me so what got to me so bad, so deeply, was because it's such a... There aren't too many ways that you can say it's so good without ruining it, but the fact that it's so wildly imaginative and it tells a very simple tale of a kid growing up, you know, a kid mm. taking that next step to grow up, to mature, to take on challenges or whatnot, um, I think was important for me to see as a kid. Because mm. it still sticks to me now. Yeah, things will get hairy. Things will get weird. Uh, and this is a mm. movie that, you know, although fictionalizes and exaggerates a bunch of different adult themes, themes that never really go away. Um, things, you know, adult themes like depression, lack of identity, misery, or, you know, sexual frustration. Yeah, it's in there too, by the way. Okay, um, okay, okay lust gluttony all myriad of different uh themes adult themes packed into one story about a kid who goes who's supposed to be moving houses right but then winds up lost mm. the family gets lost and they wander down this kind of wander and abandoned theme part where this girl is as snooty as can be she's very kind of timid she you know is a normal preteen girl um, and that's why it got to me too. I think I was around the same age as the girl watching the movie. And, um, so naturally I had a big crush on her as a kid. And then, um, mm, mm, mm. just watching this character change into, from this whiny kind of character and yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but in, in many respects, it's the movie that's most responsible. I think for me watching and appreciating different movies and, you know, themes within movies, because not only do I think it's the best like kids movie ever made, I think it's even better than Toy Story 2, but it, it's like, um, and yeah. not only do I think it's better than Toy Story 2, but the makers of Toy Story 2 think it's better than Toy Story 2. They, they like, the respect that they have for this guy, for freaking Hayomi Miyazaki, just like the, the fact that he, they liked it so much, they took it upon themselves to dub it. Like, Disney Disney said, yeah, we'll take it. And back then, you know, for Disney to take on anything, it wasn't willy-nilly, it wasn't just for cash. Like, well, maybe it was, right? But you have to imagine, in, yeah. in the early 2000s, like, taking foreign films and dubbing it for American audiences, it wasn't known. Anime culture, I think, was still growing at the time. And so, yeah, this Japanese film, uh, foreign film, yeah, it's the only animation fil- movie, I think, to win Best Foreign uh, best foreign film, I think. I think, in the Oscars, when the Oscars counted for something before they had this woke agenda and whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that that's the whole Eric. That's we're like an hour and fifty minutes in. That's the whole reason I wanted to talk to you about movies because the Oscars freaking. I don't know if you read the news recently, but they came out with the fact that you know your movies in order to make the Oscars have to have this like checklist of. Uh, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Know anyway, yeah. you know, just yeah, Spirited Away. If it's on HBO right now, Eric, please. Spirited watch Away. It. Yeah. I want to watch it, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's on HBO. Yeah. yeah. Watch it. And tell me Spirited what you Away. think, honestly, because I, you know, I, I'm biased, and the I saw it as a kid, it impacted me, and then I 
have watched it uh, multiple times since. Um, and yeah, Spirited Away, it's, it's gosh, kind of like Story two, story, uh, Toy Story 2. It's one of those movies that takes you on such a journey that by the end, like, you can't help but feel like, ah. Yeah. That was good. Like, I needed that for my soul. You know, like, Toy Story 2, <laughs> yeah. Toy Story 1, you needed that for your soul. It both enriched you and informed you. That's what a good movie does mm. in weird ways, right? Yeah. You know, so, Innocella, enriched and informed. Eternal Sunshine, enriched and informed. Blade Runner, definitely enriched and informed. Same way. Yeah. You know, it's not in the caliber of a movie like freaking Love Actually that it'll just, you, you, you put on. Oh, no, by the actually. way, uh, Love Actually was right there before ah. I chose it. Like, like, I, I could have chose it, but it didn't. It, it was right there, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but guess yeah. what? The, the, the holidays are coming up, Poppy, and I'm gonna. I'm watching Love oh, Action. I'm watching that. I'm making. Up. I'm making my friends watch that too, just so they don't. Just so they know, it's a pretty fun movie to watch on the holidays. It's a um, great movie. It's a great dude. Love yeah. Actually is the best like movie as far as like uh, star power. Oh, my star gosh, power in the movie. Yeah, so much going on. There, there, there's so much. But it, but it was it was a good movie. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, Spirited Away is my number one, honestly, just because okay. you know, it's the movie that kind of started it all for me as, as a kid. I could say Toy Story, I could say Bugs Life, I could say Tarzan maybe, but Spirited Away, objectively now, I can watch it and say, yeah, it might be the best movie I've ever seen, ever. Perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect. All right, so Eternal, uh, Dark Knight. Interstellar, mm. Blade Runner, and yes. Spirited Away. Those are our top six um, for today. Quite no, there's honest. more. There's more. Huh? Toy Story 2. And Toy Story, Toy, Story 2. Yeah, 2. Toy Story 2 and then Spirited Away. Um, yes. Top six in no particular order. You could honestly watch these movies whenever you want. Um, Eric, have you seen Tenet yet or no? No, I haven't seen it yet, no. Yeah, I kind of want, I really want to see it this Sunday. I've only seen Mulan. I've heard, I've heard all... Was it good? We can get like into it? it. Did you like it? But we probably shouldn't get into it. Oh, I, Mulan? Yeah. I love Mulan, but... No, 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 no. The, the, the remake. Was it good? The remake. I loved, I loved it. It was amazing. It was great. That's news to me. I might watch it when it's not $30. Um, Just, um, <laughs> dude, uh, I'll give you my, uh, my Disney Plus information, but uh, oh, that movie was amazing. If you, um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. How can you not have Will Smith? Any, anyway, um, freaking, yeah, those are. I, truth be told, I think I might edit it to just be about movies. I think the UFC part is like kind of plays second fiddle to <laughs> to kind of how, how it's deep not bad. this thing went. Yeah, this this is this has been great. Um, it's up to you. Okay, well, uh, one more lightning round. Lightning, lightning, lightning round. Um, lightning round. Yeah, what's the funniest movie you've ever seen? The funniest? Yeah. I won't say the funniest, but the uh, my most... Look, I'll turn funniest to most guilty pleasure movie. Okay? It's uh, Mortal Kombat. There you go. Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Mortal... Oh my god. Guilty pleasure. Mortal Kombat. I love that movie. The first one. Obviously the first Mortal Kombat. The first Mortal Kombat is you, guilty man? pleasure. Me? Also, uh, the, uh, it's... Yeah. There's a movie God, called The 13th so Warrior by, with Antonio Banderas. I have so I have many two. guilty Does pleasures. What I have got? so many guilty pleasures. A lot of them anime. A lot, no, a lot of them animation, but yeah. 
I gotta go with Madagascar, man. That movie's hilarious. As well as Over the Head. Madagascar. Okay, okay. Madagascar is funny. Um, yeah, Guilty Pleasures. We, that might be another segment right there. That might be a seed for a future, future segment. Um, yeah. It could be, yeah. There's so many movies. Yeah, alright. Well, this has been a hodgepodge uh interesting podcast if you will if you've been listening up to until this point uh we really appreciate it this podcast can be found on all streaming platforms uh such as uh, spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, and youtube when i upload it onto youtube well eric thanks for uh <laughs> thanks for offering all that you do buddy episode 20 is dude thanks wrap. thanks for having me yeah i made it all right, guys, we'll see you next time. Hopefully, probably reacting to whatever's happening this weekend. Uh, Fight Island 2.0. All right, peace out, guys. Peace out.